What would a Cowboys draft look like if they drafted a wide receiver in round one? How about a defensive lineman or an offensive lineman? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked, 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 Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, you and I are going to try to do something today on the show that we have never done before. That is complete three mock drafts in like 25 minutes. Uh, how you doing today, sir? I, I don't even have the time to tell you because we yes. need to get right into mocking. So I'm doing well. Let's start mocking and let's explain to everyone what we're trying to do. Yeah, so, so the goal today is you and I are going to try to do a mock, three different mocks with us taking a different position in round one, basically to see what flow of the draft we like better, right? We always talk about draft sequencing, and it seems like uh, every year we find out, hey, it's better if you take this position first and wait on this position, and that's basically what we're doing today. Yeah, and, and we wanted to try you know several different combinations to see what would kind of produce the best results, uh, and, and I think this is something that the Cowboys are going to be doing a lot of right now is kind of figuring out Okay, we have a couple of different positions we'd like to target. There are a couple of different windows of, of quality of, of each one of those positions. What's the best way to get the highest quality of all three of, of three or four of these positions that we're trying to target in this draft? Yeah, and our goal today is we're going to take a round one pass catcher, a round one offensive lineman, and a round one defender just to see how everything goes. So let's go ahead and do our first mock, Landon. Uh, I'm gonna I'll read you some of the names that are available: Brian Brzee, Will McDonald. Michael Mayer, Zay Flowers, Emmanuel Forbes, who is a 30 visit for the Cowboys. Uh, on top of Osiris Torrance, you still have Steve Avila. Uh, who who stands out to you here? Well, I think, you know, we, this is a very – anyone who's done the PFF draft, mock draft has, has, has come to this spot many different times and seen a lot of these selections before. So – I think maybe what we should start out with today, uh, let's do some, let's do a defender. Let's pick okay. a defender here. Uh, and I would say it's probably between, what'd you say, Forbes and McDonald, right? Probably. Let's, let's do Emmanuel Forbes because we haven't actually talked about him very much on this podcast and we can, we can go into him uh, a little bit, but this is, I mean, you want ball skills playing yeah. in the SEC. Yeah. I think he's got the most pick sixes ever in college football, 14 interceptions. I mean, he he just knows how to play the ball in the air, but he's 166 pounds. How much does that scare you? It scares me. I mean, I, I think, it, you know, there was reports uh, that came out lately that he uh, got up to 170, didn't he? Sure. I, I think at his, at his pro day. And, and, and how I much think of that is sure, water weight? Yeah, I was just going to say, I was pretty sure he was wearing long socks and they were soaked in water beforehand. So, uh, yeah, I mean – it's scary. I mean, especially for uh, on a defense where you have a corner in, in Trayvon Diggs who is not always that physical as a tackler to put a 170 pound cornerback out on the field 
it, it feels like you're inviting a lot more uh, of running attack to the outside, which if you remember with the Cowboys was, was a struggle that the Cowboys had at a certain point last year. So, yeah, I mean, I, I worry about uh, the kind of physical toll his body is going to take at that weight, the the ability to physically stop. I mean, just a physics problem of trying to yep. stop a 220-pound running back. Uh, but everything outside of that, like as far as coverage or ball skills or the ability to play inside or outside or zone versus man coverage, this dude has got that in, in spades. And honestly, I think if you look at his game, you watch him play, he's long, he's tall, he's fast, he's got great ball skills. Uh, he, you know, he's, he's a gambler. He's, you know, there's lots of things to like about him, but the weight is so it's, it's a blinking red light. And it's something that you have to be a little bit concerned about how much better can he even get? Uh, and how long will he be able to kind of hold up? Uh, on the corner at that now, now the good thing is the Cowboys have depth at corner so you might yeah. not have to force him on the field right away right you've got Trevon Diggs you've got Stephon Gilmore you brought back Jordan Lewis you have Deron Bland you could probably allow him you know almost a redshirt year to, to gain some strength but man if you want somebody that has just the chance to be an absolutely dominant cornerback in the league I think Emmanuel yeah. Forbes has it so all right back in round two we've got our corner um, here's some of the names available. Zach Charbonnet, a running back from UCLA that we both like quite a bit. Tyreek Stevenson don't need a corner. So we are good there. Uh, tank Dell wide receiver from Houston. Uh, and then it gets pretty dicey the rest of the way. AT Perry from wake forest. Any name here that stands out for you? Well, I gotta say, I'm I'm kind of upset with PFF for updating their database so that Chandler Zadvala uh, is is yes. now a top ninety pick. Is he was always somebody I was trying to hit in the fifth round. I think at this point, um, <laughs> despite just picking a 166 pound cornerback, uh, I think I think the 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 guy that's sticking out here on this list to me is Tank Dell. I mean, a, a little bit. I mean, unless you wanted to kind of go the route of going a Zach Charbonneau and then kind of delaying things a little bit and see what you can get. I like Charbonneau uh, a lot. I really do. Yeah. And, and I do too. Uh, uh, and I think that he is a step above those kind of other guys. So uh, I would be okay with taking him and then waiting a little bit on wide receiver. If you wanted to go wide receiver, uh, I think at this point for offensive line, um, I'm probably waiting, you know, there's yeah. not someone that's blinking red light at 58 uh, unfortunately, no. my, my guy Joe Tipman got taken. Uh, like, looks like two or three picks up in yep. front of us. Avila went at Simpson. 52. Yep. Yeah, Trenton Simpson got Avila went fifty two, as you mentioned. So for me, I think I would probably take uh, the running back here, just because I think that you're going to get good value. He's going to give you four solid years of of, of high quality running back. You're going to love that pairing with Tony Pollard. I agree. I think Zach Charbonnet in the second round. I don't know if it's a steal, but it's. I, I think it's certainly a good enough pick. Solid value. Yes, right? absolutely. All right, yeah. to finish out this mock, uh, man, a lot of the same guys that were available in the second round here in the third round. Corey Trice, if you want a corner, we already got ours. Dorian Williams, a linebacker. Uh, Kobe Turner, defensive tackle from Wake Forest. Uh, if you want a receiver, we'll slide over to the receivers really quickly. Uh, A.T. Perry, Keyshawn Booty. Jaden Reed, Jonathan Mingo, uh, any names there that stand out to you? If actually, if you go back, there's just a couple more I'd throw I'd throw out there in the offensive line group. Uh, you, I think if you scroll down just a little bit, we've got the uh, yes, Wanya Morris, who's a tackle from Oklahoma. He's mm-hmm. kind of more of a developmental guy. He started out at Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken, and then transferred to OU. 
uh, and and really came on this last year, but he's sort of a toolsy player a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, but that would well, that actually may work for the Cowboys, you know, because mm-hmm. they've got guys at tackle. I actually think the guy I'm interested in looking at is who I just mentioned, uh, the North uh, Carolina State uh, guard uh, Chandler Jana. Zavala. Yeah, because I think the thing is, is that he's. I don't know that he's quite plug and play starter as a left guard. But I feel like he before, you know, either by the end of training camp or, you know, a couple games in, he could probably take over that job if you wanted to slide him in. Uh, One thing I really like about him, as you're showing right here on the screen, is that he was a a left guard at at, at North Carolina State. So he definitely is not going to have to make any kind of transition or learn any footwork in that sense. It's just going to be about dealing with the jump from, you know, the competition at North Carolina State versus the NFL. So. Uh, I think to get a guy like this in the third round is, is a good value, and it fits kind of what the Cowboys are looking for. All right, let's go ahead and do that. So we went with Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, then we took Zach Charbonnet, running back from UCLA. And then we took your guy Chandler from NC State in the third round. And listen, that's kind of where you want to be drafting your interior offensive lineman anyways. So PFF gives us a B-. minus. I wouldn't hate this draft at all. Uh, let's see what we do in our next draft when we try to maybe go offensive playmaker or offensive line in round one. This episode of the Lockdown Cowboys podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on anything and everything from the money line to point scores to three-pointers drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Landon, let's uh, let's get ready to do our, our next mock draft. So we've, we've, we've drafted our cornerback in round one or a defensive player uh, in that one. Let's go with our offensive playmaker. And there's a certain name that just jumps off the board here as we did at Bijan Robinson available uh, in round one. Do you want to take him here or do you want to go offensive line? Well, I mean, you know, I think we've talked about running back. You know, we talked about drafting running back. We did a draft that were in which we drafted Gibbs in 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 place of yeah. Robinson one time. So I think let's look at what offensive line has here. Let's look at pass catcher. Yeah, Dalton Kincaid's still there. <laughs> I, I, I you notice I didn't specifically say wide receiver. Yeah, I said fine. pass catcher. Uh, so yeah, I, Antoine Harrison again, another OU offensive tackle mm-hmm. that is a, a big, strong, powerful player. Uh, uh, obviously a higher pedigree than Wanya Morris at this point, more of a known commodity. Um, he's obviously kind of in this range. Uh, Dewan Jones, huge offensive tackle from uh, Ohio State, absolutely enormous. Um, you know, Avila's still there. Tipman is still there. I, I know I like Tipman, I think, more than the Cowboys might. Uh, 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 you know, I, I tend to think that I would go with Kincaid here uh, just mm. because he's available in a way that maybe um, – sure. You know, some of these other guys weren't. And, and you know, I, I think we're going to be able to draft. Like, if the Cowboys get where they want 26 and they don't care about taking Avila there, I have a feeling he'll be there for them. Yes, I So agree. It feels uh, like a very much – I don't think fallback is the right word, but very much like – soft hey, floor. 
Yeah, right? like exactly. Like, hey, this yeah. is worst case scenario. We're going to be able to take Avila, who we really, really like. But if Dalton Kincaid's there, which, by the way, Daniel Jeremiah said today that he passed all of his physicals and all the medicals, Uh-oh. should be able to start working out for teams of the next week or so. Great. I mean, it's awfully hard to pass on him here at 26. Yeah, and, and kind of going, you know, I know that we kind of just spoke about how they may be kind of moving away from tight end and, and looking more for wide receiver. This I tend to receiver. think that, well, yeah, that's what I was just going to say is <laughs> I think that even even under that conversation, Kincaid kind of still fits what the Cowboys are going to do because he will basically be a big slot. I mean, yeah. that's essentially how he will operate, especially early in his career. So uh, I don't think that this is necessarily going away from what the Cowboys are interested and, in doing. And if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to point out a really important stat here. Yards per route run. It's yeah. 2.42. <laughs> that's number one in the class. Uh, I saw a stat from, I believe it was Scott Barrett yesterday. The only two players in college football history to be over 2.4 yards per route run in college. Rob Gronkowski, Dalt Kincaid. Pretty impressive. Wow. Pretty good list, I would say. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right, two four two four two is really good yards per route for a very very good wide receiver as well. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. Again, if that's the Cowboys' first pick uh, on that Thursday night, three weeks from today, I'm going to be so happy because I just think he is a very dynamic player. Um, and I think you're going to see as we do these next two rounds, draft works out pretty well for them. So here we are in the second round. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, who was a 30 visit, a cornerback from Miami. I like him quite a bit. Matthew yep. Bergeron, uh, Cody Mock from North Dakota State, who tested as an insane athlete, still available. Zach Charbonnet, the running back that we just took. Uh, Antonio Johnson, the safety. Who stands out for you? I think Stevenson is a guy that obviously, especially now that we didn't take a cornerback, he seems like a good pick here. He's, he kind of fits the profile they're looking for at corner. Uh, Tank Dell, I think, is still an option here, honestly, yeah. because you know you, you you can load up on more pass catchers. Um, you know, you and I had an interesting conversation the, the other day about Hodges Tomlinson and if mm. the Cowboys would ever even consider drafting a, a player like this because he has some some very interesting parts of his game. But uh, uh, this is going to be a very a familiar. High. Yeah, it is also going to be a very familiar tune that he is undersized, and I don't know if the Cowboys are going to be interested in him. For me, I think it's it's a it's a question of between Stevenson uh, and Matthew Bergeron is still available as well. I tend to think that he's a tackle only. I, I mean, I think people say that he can I play think guard, he's a but Paul for a guard, don't you think? Yeah, and I, I think he plays high too. And, and it's different than like Darnell Wright, where his power and his size can yeah. will kind of help mitigate a little bit of that. Bergeron's more of an athlete, but he plays a little high, so I'd rather have stick him out of tackle. So I say for me, it would be. Tank Dell or Stevenson, I would probably lean Stevenson considering we went offense last time. Um, I'm good with that. Just really quickly, have you seen Henley yet, the linebacker from Washington State? No, I haven't actually. Okay. Uh, I don't know if the Cowboys have interest in him, but my gosh, if you want a linebacker that can fly sideline to sideline, that's him. And he's every time I get to the second round, it seems like he's always available. And again, I would pick him there. I don't know if the Cowboys would. So just, just wanted to mention. But I, Tyreek Stevenson. Is somebody that I like a lot. He actually played in the slot a little bit for them a couple of years ago. He was awesome in the senior bowl. I, I think this is a perfect spot to draft somebody like him and his man, he's got some awesome traits. 
Yeah, it's and look, it's tough to be awesome as a cornerback in the Senior Bowl. It's it's, yeah. it's a tough job. Uh, you get a lot of uh, exposure because there's lots of one on ones, and that's obviously not always so fair to a, a cornerback. But he really, him and Julius Brents, and and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of one other guy that really kind of Darius stood Rush. Up. Yeah, Rush, of course, uh, really stood out uh, above and beyond kind of in that drill, which is, again, incredibly difficult to do. So when you see someone do it, you, you certainly take notice. All right, let's take Tyreek Stevenson. Again, yeah. a 30-visit for the Cowboys. So Dalton Kincaid, tight end from Utah, Tyreek Stevenson. Like this quite a bit so far uh, as we're here in the third round. Chandler from North Carolina State is still there. If you want to look at wide receivers, top guys available, Keyshawn Booty, Jaden mm-hmm. Reed, Trey Palmer. Jonathan Mingo, who we talked about the other day. Uh, if you want to look at interior offensive linemen, uh, Wanya Morris is still there. Uh, man, it just it drops off so fast sometimes with these interior guys. Yeah, I think, you know, third ground is not a great spot necessarily to take one of these guys because it's just kind of a hole in the interior spot. Like Chandler Zavala is, is someone that they put in here, and, and even now they have him ranked like 70th or something. So uh it's he he's falling according to the pff board yeah so i would say let's you know look you've still got juice scrugs you still got all those centers that you if you if you Mm -hmm. wanted to kind of wait a a little bit and and choose a center in the fourth round Voorhees is a guy who i think would be a great pick here but unfortunately he's injured like he just Mm -hmm. injured himself i think he tore an acl so he may combine yeah yeah at the combine so he's going to be out so this is a red shirt year for him but if you like Voorhees and his game might be a good pick yeah you're circling antonio (laughs) mafi is a guy that we both love from ucla i tend to think that this is exact that his name is exactly why you're not taking a guard here right because you got him you've got jared patterson both of which i feel like you could get in the fourth round if you needed i agree so Let's look at everything else besides offensive linemen because the value isn't great here. And this uh, is, again, just to bring this up, this is why sequencing is done, right? Is because yes. you know you kind of generally want that position, but you want the value to match where you're picking, and, and that's why you yes. sequence so you can get good value at every spot. So Let, let's before, look at yeah. w- wide receivers, running backs, interior defensive linemen. The top guys available, Dwayne McBride, Tank Bigsby, Kobe Turner. I get defensive tackle from Wake Forest. Kendra Miller, Sean Tucker, Kayshawn Booty. Any of these guys stand out to you? A lot of these guys. Let's scroll back up. I am a huge fan of Dwayne McBride. Mm. Uh, he's completely unproven, untested as a as a receiver. Uh, he, I, I'm pretty sure. He, yeah, <laughs> look at that. He had. He had four targets this last season for two with two catches uh, yes. for for ten yards. He is basically completely unproven uh, as a wide receiver, but but as far as naturally talented carriers of the football, he may be the best in the class. Mm. Like he 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 is so good in zone plays and just reading, and, and he's elusive and he's hard to tackle. I, I, I tend to think that he's a great fit for the Cowboys. Because it's a thunder and lightning situation. It's yes. a very clean matchup with Tony Pollard. Uh, so I think Dwayne McBride is a guy that they should consider here. Uh, there's there's also Kendra Miller, who's another running back that we've mm-hmm. talked about that that is available. Uh, but I, you know, I think for me, third and fourth round is where I'm starting to really look at running backs. Yes. I usually probably would wait until the fourth round because there's someone like a blinking red light. But in the, in this particular draft. Unless you want to talk about Kobe Turner, which I think is another name that we should consider, uh, I think Dwayne McBride is 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 probably the guy I would choose. Uh, so but again, 
my you're fear, not going to have much defensive tackle chance later. That's no, and my my issue with defensive tackle too is like once you get to this spot in the draft, I don't know if there's a that big of a difference between the third round guys and the fifth round guys. I mean, some of these guys are more athletic than the others, but I if you look at kind of the way the drafts have gotten over the last four or five years, a lot of running back talent comes off the board between like picks ninety and one thirty. Like that's just where teams are drafting running backs now. Yeah, I would prefer just to get the guy that you want that you think can be an absolute hammer rather than hoping and praying that he falls to you at the bottom of the fourth round. So that's why I like the McBride pick a lot here. Guys, I mean, what's going on here? Marcus is, Marcus is drafting running backs, right? Hey, He's insisting we draft running backs. No, this I, is the spot. So again, this, this is, is exactly what you've been preaching these all these yeah. years. It's just funny to hear you advocate for a running back. Now, PFF likes this mock a lot. Oh, we man. Dalton Kincaid, round one. Tyreek Stevenson, cornerback from Miami, round two. Dwayne McBride a running back from UAB in round three. Got to say, of the two drafts that we've done so far, got to like this one the best. Yeah. I mean, this gives this gives your offense a real shot in the arm, you know, yes. like because McBride is a guy who I think can come in and be dangerous with the football in his hands behind a good offensive line right away. Doesn't won't take a lot of learning curve. And Kincaid, if he's healthy, I mean, he adds an element to your offense that you don't necessarily have which is kind of rare. I mean, even even some of these wide receivers were talking about drafting at certain points. They don't necessarily add an element that you don't already have. They just right. add depth at some of that elements. Kincaid is a completely different type of player than what the Cowboys have at that tight end. I mean, I love Hendershot. I I, I love um, Ferguson. Completely. Yep. Ferguson. But, yep. yeah, I, I think that this is a completely different kind of cat. All right. So there's our first two mocks. Let's come back and do one more before we head out. All right, Landon, we are back doing our third mock draft of the day. Today we are going to be – or this this last one, we're going to be taking an offensive lineman. So uh, a lot of the same names available, including Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Dalton Kincaid. However – Addison off- showed up. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish he would have shown up with some of those other ones. Yeah. But yeah. All right. So both uh, Osiris Torrance and Steve Avila are, are there, including Anton Harris and Daywan Jones. I got to believe of those four options, the Cowboys like Avila the best. I think that I think I agree to you, with you. Uh, you know, you're looking at the PFF board, and, and we're going to ignore their grades here as as it stands. I I have no issue with taking Avila at 26 if if he's there. I mean, he will be there. I feel like I feel like, uh, he will. Yeah. but it, but again, like he's it's 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 one of those things where it's not only a nice floor, it's a fantastic fit. Like it's, yeah. you know, it makes a lot of sense. The only downside here is that you may view this as a slight reach because you, you probably view this guy as like a top of the second round guard, Who cares? I don't care but I don't care. Point. He fits so well. And, yeah. and, and he's, and it's such a natural fit that, you know, I, I'd take him, plug him in at left guard and not even think twice. About it, it. It, if you can, if you're watching this on YouTube, look at the bottom left of your screen. This is why yeah. I think the Cowboys are going to be so interested. Exactly. Over a thousand snaps at left guard in 2021, played 685 snaps at center, 371 at center in 2020. Also played right tackle, also played right guard. Like there's just not many of these guys out there that have that kind of position flex and have NFL power. And I think we learned something last year from Tyler Smith is if you have NFL power, you can play right away. Yeah. And that's, that's, that was my takeaway from last season is that 
I'm I'm valuing power more because I think it's yeah. not something that's easy to develop. Avila is a guy, like you said, a thousand snaps at left guard last just last season, a thousand yeah. snaps at center between the previous two seasons. Played in the in the playoff game against elite talent, mm-hmm. looked great against Georgia, which is not an easy defensive yep. line to look great against. Uh, I, I don't I don't have any problem taking him at twenty six. All right, so. By now, you guys know all the names that are going to be available in the second round. It's the same names that we've been saying over and over again, right? Tank Dell, Tyreek Stevenson, Zach Charbonnet. And I think you can make a great case for any of those guys. But let's hypothetically say, Layden, that the Cowboys viewed uh, this offseason as, hey, let's bring back as many as we got, as many guys as we can on defense. Let's add a premier corner in Stephon Gilmore. And let's use the, the draft to kind of rebuild the offense. I really like some of the options available at wide receiver here in round two between Tank Dell, Tyler Scott, who I know people have forgot about a little bit, uh, speed speed receiver from Cincinnati, Cedric Tillman, who we talked about on yesterday's show. And then I'm going to bring up a name that I know you watched uh, yesterday, Marvin Mims from Oklahoma. Uh, You think 58 is too rich for Marvin Mims? I don't think it's too it's, – it may be a little bit of a reach, but it's not too rich. It certainly isn't going to – no one's going to throw a fit if you take Marvin Mims at the bottom of the second round. It, I, it's I just don't imagine. none of these guys are going to be available to you in the third, and that's what makes drafting at this spot so tough. <laughs> yeah, that's what's crazy. I mean, you, you, you're showing the screen right here, and it's uh, Tank Dell, Michael Wilson, Rasheed Rice, A.T. Perry, Cedric Tillman, Kayshawn Booty, Marvin Mims, Tyler Scott, Jaden Reed. All of these guys could be gone by 90. Yes. Like this, 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 this yes. is, is a very possibility that this is the run for wide receiver. So for me, I think we take Tank Dell or, or, you know, if you wanted to talk about Rasheed Rice, we could talk about we him. We could take Tank Dell. It's fine. I like Tank Dell a lot. I think, you know, he's kind of, and I think it makes some sense to take him here and uh, just kind of have him, you know, be under uh, Brandon Cook's wing for a year, you know? Sure. Uh, and, and and I think that he still is slightly different enough from uh, Cooks that you could still get value from him immediately separate from what Cooks does. And so I like Brandon uh, Tank Dell a lot. His senior bowl, again, was just so incredibly impressive. I don't know that I've seen someone who went one, I think, every single one-on-one rep. Um, yeah, so I, I think he has value it, that the Cowboys could exploit. If you want to add speed and quickness to your offense, I think it's Tank Dell, right? Because he can yeah. do that in so many different ways. And look at the production. He He's not somebody like, you know, my one of my favorite guys, Tavon Austin, coming out of West Virginia where everything was kind of manufactured. Like, he was a legitimate receiver who put up, like, over 2,700 yards over the last two seasons at Houston. So I know people are going to say that's high for Tank Dell. I don't care. I think he's a... He's a really, really fun player to add to your offense if you already have an established number one and number two receiver. So we went with uh, Steve Avila in round one, Tank Dell in round two. Here we are back in round three with the same names. Are you interested in grabbing a running back here, or do you have to grab a defensive player? Uh, I I will show you there is a certain guy available that we – Maybe we should talk about a little bit. What about Corey uh, Trice, <laughs> corner from Purdue? Yes, apparently John Owning's uh, long lost son, Corey yeah. Trice, is well, out here. Well, it was Eli Ricks, and then he just dumped him off. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Eli, Eli Ricks ran that forty, and then we all went, yeah, uh, yeah. I I like Corey Trice a lot. I've only watched a little bit of, of him uh, based on John basically insisting that I do so. 
Um, and yeah, I mean, he, he checks all the boxes. You know, it's funny is that, uh, I didn't realize that I had kind of noticed him previously when I was watching, who was it? I was watching some wide receiver play against Purdue. I can't remember who it is, but, uh, yeah, he's just a guy that like, I think he, he's not super splashy. He's, he's got good size, good length and, and solid production. And, and it's just very technically sound, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and just kind of, makes it look easy i mean he's not he's not forbes where he's like got a ton of like pick sixes or or a ton of ball production or anything but he's just a a smooth confident corner who you know i I would say um compares kind of similarly to uh bland in the sense that he's he's not like gonna be flashy but he's just very very good at covering people and and Mm -hmm. staying on and being staying on folks and being sticky so uh, I, I definitely like Corey Trice here for looking to target a cornerback in the third round. Do you like Trice or Darius Rush better? Just based off your initial viewing. I like Darius Rush better, but but I, that's I, I, but that's, I do too. But, but that's because I've seen more of Rush. I think I, I need to see more of Trice, but I think that Rush has just a physicality, a physical profile that's better. He's a little bit more of an athlete. Um, I, I I think that you know I just really like his kind of versatility a little bit too because people think he could play yep. safety if he needs to at some point. Um, so I probably would pick Rush. All right, let's pick Rush here. Uh, I mean, either cornerback is fine, but sorry, gotta John. say, yeah, sorry, John. Uh, gotta say, I really really like this draft. Uh, now PFF doesn't like us taking a guard in round one. It's whatever. Tank yep. Dell in round two. Darius Rush in round three. I like that draft quite a bit. Now, is that your favorite of the three that we've done so far? I don't know. I, I think, man, the second and third one really are are good. Um, I'll tell you, how about this? I'll say this. If the Cowboys were able to trade down a little bit uh, in this draft, in this third draft, and like pick Avila at 29 or something like that, and they get a fourth round or a third round pick or something added on to it, then I, this would be by far my favorite draft. I agree. I uh, I think yeah. the second one was my favorite when we took Dalton so Kincaid in round one, just because I think he's a better player than Avila. But I almost feel like this third one we did with Avila, Tank Dow, Darius Rush, almost feels like the floor of what you're going to get. Like yeah. this is like almost I don't want to say worst case scenario, but this is probably the least exciting draft that you're going to have. Yeah, and 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 again, like that's this has happened a couple previous years too. This being my floor is exciting to me. You know, like I, I, because I really feel like it gives you the freedom to kind of uh, uh, feel confident that something is going to fall to you that's better than this. And this is already, if you walk yes. away with this, like or you're happy. feeling good. Yes. Yeah, exactly. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen every day. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Scouting Show with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Lockdown NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you for, uh, for listening to the show. Please, please go check us out on YouTube. Uh, Lockdown Cowboys over there. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.